I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers, and he went, he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came, up, who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, cared for him, the next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instructions, take care of him. If you spend more than what I've given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon. So we look at these scriptures today, and you kind of see uh, a theme of, of, of knowing the truth, but um, not living the truth. And there's this theme of, you know, we can know um, what the Bible says, and we could be very good at, as Matthew Kelly said in one of his books, he says human beings have a tremendous capacity to, to deceive ourselves. We have this great ability to kind of avoid um, facing um, our conversion. Um, and I think it's because we're afraid to be sinners. Um, and it's, that has a lot to do with the image of God that we have. You know, are you allowed to be close to God and be dirty and messy and broken and poor and weak? Or do we have to get our life real straight and nice and neat and clean before we can be or feel close to God, right? 
And I think, or I know this is why Jesus came. He came to correct our vision of the Father's love. You know, he, this is what salvation is. Salvation is coming to know the true face of God. As John Paul II has said, and I've shared many times with you, Jesus is the human face of God and the divine face of man. You know, Jesus is the human face of God and the divine face of man. And just in that statement lies profound intimacy and communion with God. You know, that God assumed a human nature, that he invites us through the sacraments. God invites us to entrust our humanity to him through the sacraments. And then he gives his divinity to us in the sacraments. So in the sacraments, there's an exchange between humanity and divinity, um, an experience of the Holy Spirit. And when you experience the Holy Spirit, you experience yourself. Um, and this is what God wants. We believe as Catholics, all Christians, but or, or, or Catholic Christianity has a positive view of the person. We would call that a positive anthropology. That means we are fundamentally good from the core. There's no, God didn't make e us evil. Um, he didn't make us bad, he made us all good. And, and one of the things that is different between what we believe as Catholics and um, what some non-Catholics believe, like Luther had a negative anthropology where he believed we were, you know, as he describes it, we're a pile of dung with snow covering the top of it. So God sees the snow, he doesn't see the crap. <laughs> and that's not a great view of the person, but he had his own struggles, right? Martin Luther had his own struggles. He, he had a real problem with scrupulosity and he just had a hard time with his, his conscience, okay? And so in today's scriptures though, Paul's saying to us in the first line of this first reading from Galatians, he says, I'm amazed that you're so quickly forsaking the one who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. So what is the gospel? Jesus, right? Jesus is the good news. He's the, he's the correcting our vision of the Father's love for us and how God is comfortable being with you in your sinfulness, in your brokenness. Jesus is not at all afraid of sin. <laughs> He's not. He wouldn't have came. He wouldn't be chasing after sinners as a, as a hound of heaven if he was afraid of sin, he's actually very excited to go right into our sin. I've been, in my prayer recently, I've had this um, imagery I've been using, like Jesus walk into my fear right now. And I just love that idea of Jesus, like I could see him just walking right into this fear I'm having, or Jesus walk into my addiction. Jesus walk into my, my anxiety. Just walk right into it. I give you permission, right? There's something powerful about just giving God that permission through your, your own free will. Lord, just walk right into my humanity right now. Enter into it. And this is what happens at Mass, right? You guys are going to come up and receive Jesus, the Son of God. His divinity is entering into your humanity, and your humanity is entering into his divinity at the Eucharist. So now... With that said, this tremendous ability to know the scriptures, but not experience the scriptures. To know Jesus or to know 
I should say, know about him, but not really enter into an experience of that love for me. See, it's the encounter is that experience that changes us. You know, encounter Jesus, make disciples, transform lives. We want to experience that transformation, but there takes a level of interior vulnerability to have communion with someone. I mean, married couples can celebrate their marital love and never have real communion. I mean, physical communion does not mean there's intimacy in the soul and the heart. So people can come up to communion and not really enter into communion. So you can go through the motions of communion, but not have communion. And that re that's where conversion of heart, right? This deep interior yielding and surrendering to God's closeness, to my brokenness, to my weakness, to my poverty. And so this is why Jesus, Paul himself is saying, you know, why are you choosing another gospel? What's wrong with the real gospel? And the problem isn't the gospel. The problem is my image of God doesn't allow me to be a sinner. So I'm a cafeteria Christian or Catholic where I choose what I want to believe and I kind of avoid what I don't want to believe. Because my, as you heard in the opening prayer, our conscience dreads. What? What does your conscience dread? And I think it's, you know, this is where faith comes in because your minds, remember, our minds have collected ideas about love. Some are right, some are wrong, okay? And so I need to have faith in what God says about love, not just what I know about love, because some of my ideas are wrong, okay? And so why are they seeking another gospel? Because they're uncomfortable with how close God is to them in their sin. And they won't surrender interiorly to God's level of love for them as sinners. They're trying to find another route that will let them not go through the purification process, right? And that's, that's why adoration is difficult for a lot of people. Because there's light flowing out of his heart in that monstrance. And it's, that chapel is full of brilliant light. And the conscience is made aware of things. And I have a choice to make. I default to my understanding of love when I see my sin, which will cause me to be in shame and hide and be afraid. Or I say, Lord, right now, I just ask you to enter into my shame. I see sins. I see things I don't like that I dread. But I believe that you are comfortable with my brokenness right now. Come into that, Jesus. You see, there's a, there's a, there's a step that we have to take in faith so God can heal our understanding of love. We need to let him, ha it has to happen to us. But if we're always uprooting and going to another gospel, when he shows us our, our, our need for him, then it's gonna cause a lot of stress and anxiety. And bottom line, we always are postponing the healing that God wants to give us. And finally in our gospel, this guy, this scholar, says, I want to inherit eternal life. And Jesus says, you know, well, what's written in the law? How do you read it? He says, love the Lord, with all your heart, being, strength, mind, neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, that's right, you got it. Do this and you'll live. You'll start having experiences of greater life and love. And then it says the man wanted to justify himself. What does it mean? That means he's trying to make himself right before God. You can't. 
You can't justify yourself before God. Nobody can. That's why he came to make just reparation for us because we can't do it for ourselves. So this guy's unwilling to face that he can't do what he needs to do to have eternal life. So he's trying to make excuses, right? He's making up another gospel, if you will. He's, he's running from that, that important stage of discomfort that happens in conversion. And so he, Jesus tells a story to kind of help him stop self-deceiving. Stop deceiving yourself. Don't be afraid. What Jesus is really trying, I think, wants him to say is, I can't do that, Lord. Remember Peter? You know, Peter denied the Lord two times, and Jesus came to him and says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter kept saying, Lord, you know everything. And if you know the Greek, right, he's saying, you know I love you as a brother, but I don't yet love you sacrificially. And Jesus is like, now you're ready to be a leader. Because leaders are sober, based, they, they know who they are. They know they're unable. They know they're weak. They know they're poor. They know their condition as a human weak being. And so the Lord's, I think in these scriptures today, he's, he's inviting us to ponder not so much what we know about him, but how do you interiorly handle being exposed? Like, how are you, how do you deal with when you're exposed in the presence of the Lord? Like, do you run? Do you remain? You know, one or two, right? Do I run or do I remain? And if you remain, it's uncomfortable, but he will burn away that, 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 that ideas that we have that, that, that keep us from healing and having peace. Because true peace cannot be unless we go through that purging, that purification, okay? So let's ask the Lord today for these graces as we enter into the Mass. And when you come up to communion, ask him, for that interior vulnerability, interior um, attitude of like, I'm okay where I'm at, Lord. Here I am. Do with me as you wish. Love me. Be with me. And let me experience that, Lord.